0: Oh hey guys, what's up? It is six o'clock on Saturday, which is not my normal time for office hours, but um, it's the holiday season and it's crazy, and so I can't be here tomorrow. So I thought I would try something different. So here we are, six o'clock. On Saturday, and I am just so happy to uh, to be with you. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks, Um, and I'm I'm really sorry that I haven't been here for a couple weeks to take your questions. But it has been end of year mayhem, and in all honesty, it's been um it's been like a hard couple weeks. I don't know about you guys. I don't know how all of you are feeling. Please tell me below. But this. This end of year season has just been a little bit trickier than than recent years. It's been cold and snowy, and the world is a little bit of a dumpster fire. And, uh, you know, I I guess starting my own business this year, having to do the end of year wrap up is just mayhem. It's just crazy. There's so many loose ends. So I'm really sorry I haven't been here to take your questions. I'm seeing a lot of thumbs up and stuff. So I uh, feel like maybe I am not alone in, uh, in that, feeling um but i am here now and like i always like to say at the beginning of office hours i am here and i am a free resource for you if you have any questions for me regarding the industry or just your life and your heart and your hope and all that stuff like i always say please take my advice with a grain of salt uh either it is going to resonate with you or it's not um and Either way, that's okay. (laughs) Um, If it doesn't resonate with you, just keep scrolling. And if it does, then I am here and I will listen and I will respond in the best way that I know how. So I'm here, dudes. Let's do this. If you have any questions for me at all, please feel free to put them in the box below. I have a ton of questions that people have already given me that I'm going to get to, but I always like to start my office hours by talking about something that has uh, come up recently or happened in my life or happened in a coaching. I'm just like going for it. And today I want to talk about something that has been on my heart. Now y'all know if you are a part of the entertainment industry, it has been a bit of a wild ride for the past two weeks. Um, I'm not going to shy around topics, but we know that it has just been a roller coaster, especially in New York, about what's going on, what's happening, uh, in terms of harassment and, and just a lot, a lot of stuff has been going on. And a lot of people have been talking about a lot of things. And, um, something that I've noticed a lot recently in, just like in our world in general, but especially also in our industry is I've been seeing a lot of comments that are full of spite. And here's the thing. There is a distinct difference, in my opinion, and this is all my opinion, between anger and spite. And I am here 100% for anger. I'm angry AF at a lot of things in our world right now. You can be a good person, you can be a kind person, you can be a generous human and still be super angry. There's a lot to be angry about. And anger comes from a place of passion, it comes from a place of justice, it comes from a place of um, fuel, it comes from a genuine place of wanting change. Spite, in my opinion, just comes from a place of bitterness. It comes from a place of um, it's just dark. It's not an active word. To me, anger is super active. It is, it is a forward moving thing. Spite is something that just sits still. It is not an active term. It is an ugly thing. And it comes from a place of bitterness and it comes from a place of just, uh, Mm, It is, it's so frustrating and I find more and more and I am the first one holding the mirror up to my face not to pretend to anybody that I've never said something spiteful or that I don't feel spite or that I don't want to write it all out and just like get so mad. But I just want to encourage everybody, especially people like going home for the holidays and going to be having difficult conversations, maybe being surrounded by people who really challenge the way that you think, maybe not in a way that you actually actively want to participate in. And I just want to like challenge everybody to be someone who, if you have an aggressive feeling inside of you, I want to challenge you to, to, to be angry, but not to be spiteful. Yeah, my categories. You hear that? He's meowing about it. But I just—I want to encourage you to be angry, to be vocal, to be present, to be forward-moving, but to not be spiteful. i, I just—I being being someone who just says things because they're um, mad that something has happened to them, um, but but not addressing it in in a larger, productive way is. Is not useful. And I I will be again the first person to say I have said spiteful things in my life. And I'm sure I've said them in the past two weeks. I'm sure I've said them in the past two hours. (laughs) Like that's real life. But I think I just am becoming more and more and more aware of it. And I really, really, really just want to encourage you, especially when you're going home for the holidays, to and you're gonna be challenged. Challenged by people. Maybe in a great way, maybe in a not so great way be angry don't be spiteful ah yeah we're on the same page with that one it feels like it people are people are saying oh and thank you, thank you. I love this sweater too. It is from Lands End, and it is very cozy and delicious. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with some of the questions that people have given me. Uh, this is the last office hours of the year, y'all. So if you have any questions going into January and you want to throw a question my way, please feel free to send me a private message or to uh, to. them in the box below so the first question that i have here uh says uh okay this one's definitely an industry question so okay um when actors are submitting either by email or actors access for a project what do you like in a cover letter what are your pet peeves this is kind of in general this is general advice For me, in terms of any communication with someone when you're making an ask, which I guess is what a cover letter is, but any sort of ask. It doesn't have to be about wanting an appointment or any of that kind of stuff. To me, the shorter, the better, the more succinct that you can be, the higher chance someone is gonna read it. So my pet peeve, I do not need four paragraphs of information about where you've worked, who you are, all of these things. I wanna know, get, get to the meat, honey. Get to the meat get to the ask. So have a place, have a website, have a portfolio, have something that really shows the detailed work that you have done, including the people who you've worked with, the people that you know, you might have connections, all the things. But in, a, in an email or cover letter, I just need you to get to the meet. So tell me a little brief something about who you are and then make your ask. Do it fast and furious, especially if you are asking for an appointment or you are asking to be seen for something. All I need to know from you is who you are, why you want this thing, what the thing is, and why you are right for it. Do you know what I mean? And that goes for anything, not just an appointment. That's, that's really the truth in general, right? This is how we want to be asked out on a date. Yes? We want to know who you are. We want to know what you want to get from this date. And we want to know how you're going to get it. Yeah. So that's really, that's really it. I don't need the whole shebang. I don't need to know all of the things. And I, my, I recently was like cleaning out my, um, my, uh, inbox and I found all of these cover letters that I was sending to like casting, you know, firms and stuff like 10 years ago. And they're just like forever long. They are so long and 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 nobody read those? There's a reason I didn't get any of those internships. Nobody read those, because they're too long. Get to the meat. Get to the meat. always. Same in an audition, same on a date, same in all of these things. Get to the meat. make the ask. So that's my pet peeve. When something is just super duper duper long for no reason, I say, this person just likes to hear their own voice. I, I talk about this a lot. I don't know that I've ever talked about it in office hours though, so we're gonna get into it. I like to say there are two types of people in this world. There are entree people, and an entree person is someone when you go out to dinner with them and your entree is gone before they've even taken a bite. Do we know those people? We all know those people, right? An entree person is a person that when you haven't seen them for a long time, you sit down and they just talk and talk and talk and talk and they have so much to say that you have finished your whole damn meal. And they're like, Oh my gosh, how is that real life? You, you have, you finished. I haven't even taken a bite. Oh, what's going on with you? And you're like, well, that took an hour, (laughs) you know, that is an entree person. And then there are also people that I like to say are just horribly humble. And those are the people who are terrified to talk about themselves at all. People who sit there in fear to, to talk about their accomplishments or to talk about what they've been up to or to make the asks. And those are people who just remain silent and they don't get the things that they want either. So I, you know, I encourage you in a cover letter to be a kind of perfect blend of an entree person and a horribly humble person, which is someone who is not afraid to talk about themselves, but can do it in a very succinct way and make the ask as quickly as possible. That was my kind of entree person way of answering that question. (laughs) Um, so what you're not seeing right now is that my husband is closing the door to this room because my cat keeps trying to come in and be on, on screen. And he has been on screen too many times for office hours. Um, so, okay. That is my kind of number one thing. Also, just in terms of email etiquette and cover letter etiquette, make sure you know who you're addressing an email to the number of people who send emails to me and write, hello, Katie. I cannot tell you how many people do it. One person on this planet gets to call me Katie and it's my sister. And, she's known me for a very long time. (laughs) And I still don't even like it, but I let her do it because she's my older sister. You know, know who you're addressing things to, make sure you get names right, and make sure all the contact information is correct. Also, if you are BCCing someone on something, make sure it's BCC'd and not CC'd. I don't need to know who else is reading your emails. That's just, just a thought, not a sermon. Those are my pet peeves there. Um, so the next question I got says, I know you've already talked about this extensively, but I just love to hear your thoughts on distinguishing persistence and drive and fighting for what you want from desperation. Uh, maybe that's too specific to my own demons. Uh -uh, We all got that demon, but I saw your status and started thinking about it. Um, okay. So this is a really great question. How do we differentiate between, um, drive and persistence and desperation. So I think I I think I figured this out. Come with me on this journey. The difference to me between drive and persistence and desperation is purpose. It truly is knowing your purpose. Because when you can really pinpoint it and actualize exactly what it is that you want, you realize that your your drive and your persistence isn't just manifested in one specific way. Once you have the purpose, once you have the goal, you can find all the different paths towards getting it. Um, and it it's not desperate because you you have opened yourself up. The specificity of your ask, the specificity of what you are being persistent about. Um, you see that there are lots of different people who can help you get there. There are lots of different paths that can help you get there. I think it becomes desperate when you have this idea of something that you think you want and there's only one way to get it and you, like, literally just, um, you're like, this is it, this is the one-track mind, this is the only thing that's going to get me somewhere. And the reality is, like, that's desperate. There is not just one person or one door or one path or one thing. It just won't happen because that person will move on. That person will pass away. That person will get a new job. That door will fucking close. I promise you that door will close. That show will close. That thing that you think is the only way to get what you want, it won't happen. But if you have a specific kind of purpose of a life and you can talk about it and you can find all the other different paths, that's when it no, it doesn't look desperate. Do you know what I mean? And also knowing how to talk about it in a way that's not um, super aggressive, but feels really Truthful to what that purpose is. So there are a lot of people who I think um, really fun. And I, I can only speak to this industry and to like my piece of this industry, right? So there are a lot of people I think who think like, if I just get that audition for that Broadway show, this one Broadway show, that's going to be it. Because I, if I guarantee you, if I go in that door, I will sing that song and I will get it. And once I get that Broadway show, my whole life will change. Everything will be exactly what I hope it is. And like. I guarantee you, if you talk to a lot of people who are in Broadway shows right now, they would still say that, like, their life isn't perfect, and that a lot of stuff has changed, but, like, not everything. And the fact, like, and it's not that they just went to one audition that got them that show, that got them that part. That's, like, one person in an industry of truly hundreds of thousands of people. Um, so... This all kind of goes back to like what is the greater purpose? It can't just be one show. It can't just be one person. It can't just be one thing, um, and that's the difference. It starts to look desperate, I think, when it's less about personal purpose and more about like a specific notion. Does that make sense, people who are watching? Does that does that register? I also think when you have to know when you've made the ask and someone's not responding, you have to know when to stop doing it. Um, that's another thing that starts to look desperate is when you've made the ask or you've made the ask a couple times and people are giving you like very specific hints, like no or not responding. Um, then at some point, like your self-respect needs to to step into gear and to say, okay, not my path, not my person, moving on. This person's not a part of my tribe. Clearly I tried my best. We're gonna move to the next thing. Um, desperation comes when we continue to, you know, ask the same thing of the same people hoping for a different result. It's just usually not gonna happen, right? So um, there's a way to say like, hey, I'm noticing that I'm not getting the feedback that I, I'd like, um, can we move, oh, oh, great thanks, David. Thank you for like writing back and saying it made sense. Because sometimes I just say these things and I, I would love for you to tell me what's going on and engage. That's awesome. Thanks, David. Um, so that's that's kind of how I feel about that. Um, if you're a watching friend who asked me that question, let me know if that answered your question. You can send me a private message if you want to. But I think that's kind of the crux of what we were getting to. Um, so Sarah asked me, Uh, what are some of your new year's resolutions? I'm looking for inspiration. Well, here's the thing. My number one new year's resolution. Uh, I have two, I have two kind of fundamental resolutions. The first one is If I am going to expect other people around me to stay educated and engaged, then I myself must stay as educated and engaged as possible. And education and engagement looks like a lot of things. It's not just reading the news. It's not just, um, you know, putting my phone down in conversations, though both of those things are so important. It's actually actively listening. It is actively opening your heart and listening to other people's point of views. It's also taking the time to genuinely communicate when something is wrong. Genuinely communicate when you cannot do something. Genuinely communicate when you have questions and ask them without fear. This is the way that we educate ourselves. And this is the way that we activate and, and engage with others. And sometimes I, you know, I still fall into these traps of like early 20s Kate, who was like, well, if I just pretend I have all the answers, then I then I do. And then people will hire me and people will trust me and people will want to engage with me and I'll just be a rock star and like people will believe it. And the truth is people can see right through your bullshit and people love it. When you say, I don't know, please help me, please teach me something. They do. They love it. And when you're the kind of person who says, I am willing to be vulnerable and I'm willing to say, I don't have all the answers, I promise you like more people um, will come to you. Because honestly, we don't like dictators. We don't. Sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's easier for someone to just give you all the answers, but people don't like to be around those people and they don't like to hire those people. So my number one New Year's resolution is to put my phone down when I am actively engaging in conversation with other people, if it's at all possible. If it's like a work thing, okay. But truly like engaging, asking questions, and and trying to be as open as possible. I've really been trying to do that all year, but I want to continue that. Um, I know I am addicted to social media, (laughs) Like, I am fully aware of my addiction and I'd really like to continue to use social media as part of my business but also to um, engage less when I am actually with other humans. So that's like one of my number one things. Also to continue my education by talking to other people who have different points of view for me. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like most of the humans that I am surrounded with in my day to day have very similar points of view as I do, about the world, about politics, and I really like that point of view, if I'm being perfectly honest. I like people who are open. I like people who are not scared to use words like fetus. Um, I like people who are, um, uh, you know, engaged in being part of a greater community of people who maybe don't look like them. Um, That's very important to me. But I do think a huge part of why our country is where it is right now is because we have all kind of gone into our own pockets of surrounding ourselves with people who look like us and talk like us and have similar opinions to us and um i really want to actively engage with people who have very different points of view and try to listen and just try to listen because we don't all have to agree on everything but we really 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 need to listen um lest we end up even further down this hole (laughs) um we're we're digging for ourselves. So that's another one of my resolutions. My other big resolution, and I think this might be apropos for some other people, is this year, um, you know, has been what it is. And and I've been really busy. It's been a freaking awesome year for me in some ways it's i i calculated the other day and i i mean i have helped uh a lot of people i've gotten hundreds of people opportunities this year i've helped people get jobs i've gotten cool jobs i got married like lots of cool shit went down this year in my life um but i really stopped taking care of my body i have been sitting in front of a computer or in a theater or on the subway all day every day and i just kind of stopped um taking care of myself so i already started taking some classes recently um to get back into my body i'm taking some some bar classes uh which is pretty cool um and i really want to make sure that i take care of myself because i was saying earlier um like my hair has started falling out i've started forgetting people's names people who i've known for like 7 years i'm like what's your name And that's because I haven't been sleeping and I haven't been drinking water and I've been eating nachos every day and I haven't been working out. So you got to take care of yourself and that's going to be my number one priority. Um, And my final resolution is to say no more often. I am a people pleaser. I say yes a lot. Um, I love working. I love working for other people. I love making art. And so I say yes to everything I can all the time. And that has led to me not being able to take care of myself and led to me having to be on my phone led to all of these other resolutions. So another thing that I really want to encourage other people to do is to just like really get better at saying no and taking time, you know, for yourself and saying, no, you know, I need to stay home and I need to, work on something that I said I'd work on where I need to just lay on a couch like this just lay on this couch like this hello um or I you know I want to paint something or I want to just spend some time with me and then really say yes to projects that matter um and to people that matter and to relationships that matter and just dig in to the good stuff because it's hard enough y'all so that's, that's my other resolution. Um, what are some of your resolutions? Will you tell me some of your resolutions? I'd really love that. I'd really love it if you put some of your resolutions below. Cause I think it's so important for us to share. Also, I hate the word resolutions because we all know that after like a week after January, like seventh, we're all like, mm, maybe I don't want to go to the gym anymore. Um, so for me, it's like not a resolution. It's just me checking in with myself and, um, actively trying to pick things that I didn't work well on last year and just trying to like engage them into my future. Uh, because resolutions are bullshit. Um I, just ask our government. <laughs> like they make resolutions all the time. Um you know, it's 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 a it's a band-aid on a lifetime of work. And I encourage you not to put a band-aid on but rather to heal the wound and that takes work. Yeah, that just takes that takes long-term investment in self. So these are just things I'm investing in myself and forgiving myself if they don't happen. So, you know, forgive me if I'm looking at my phone and we're having a conversation. Uh, I'm investing in myself long-term. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are some of my resolutions. If you have any, please, please, please put them uh, down below. I'd love to see what you guys are working on this year because we are all on this journey, honey. We are all on this journey. Okay, um, another question that I got was, it's no secret that living in this city, I think they're talking about New York, and we're going to make that assumption, uh, can be exhausting, (laughs) especially at this time of year when you yearn for things comfortable and familiar. What a beautiful sentence. When you yearn for things comfortable and familiar. Um, what is your advice, both day to day and big picture for staying excited and keeping your faith alive that your time is coming? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, First of all, that's beautiful writing. And I think we don't tell each other enough when something is beautiful writing. So that was a beautiful, beautiful structured sentence. And I appreciate that. Um, What do I do at this time of year? Uh, Let me just look one more time. What is your advice both day-to-day and big picture for staying excited and keeping the faith that your time is coming? Well, your time is coming. I mean, the reality is your time is coming every day. Like something, I had this, Okay. I had an incredible conversation. For some of you, some of you guys know I'm working on this project with my mother and my sister called the Cost of Loneliness Project, which is all about how loneliness is the kind of number one public health crisis that nobody is really talking about right now, how it affects everything in our lives and how a lack of community and a lack of engagement and a lack of um, uh, talking about the fact that loneliness is real is is affecting all of our health in this nation and affecting kind of everything. So we're we're spearheading this thing uh this this organization and this kind of national discussion about loneliness and in doing so i've been recording this podcast called loneliness and with my mother uh who ps my mother is such a badass she's incredible and she's like let's start this national conversation and so here we are um i got to talk to this incredible man called david mixner called Dave, his name is david mixner and he's the kind of person who's so influential in the world that the west wing literally created a character that was him right Okay. Um, And you know, he was talking about, uh, he, he was an activist. He was an LGBTQ activist. He was a civil rights activist. He has just done so many things now. He's a playwright. He's just so badass. And we were talking a lot about like, what keeps you going? This man has been doing this for 50 plus years as a civil servant. And I, I, I said, you know, it's exhausting, right? Like, I feel like I'm trying to fight this fight, trying to make our industry better, trying to make uh, communication more open, trying to engage people, trying to make people feel loved and wanted and safe. Um, and it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting because it, you don't always get it back. You don't always, you know, I think we all kind of feel that. And uh, and he he said to me, and I hope you all listen to this podcast. I'll share it with you so soon. But he ta- talked this beautiful, this beautiful moment. He talks about how he was um, scared of this cliff and scared of heights and how his incredible friend forced him to walk to the edge of the cliff and uh, forced him to look at the sunset and and said this beautiful moment where he was like, y- you can either be the person who stays inside the house and doesn't go to the cliff, or you can be the person who walks to the cliff and sees the color of a sunset that nobody else can see and then gets to go back to the house and share it. Um, And, I mean, he says this to me and I'm like weeping while we're recording this podcast, you can hear it. I'm like, (laughs) Um, but the reality is when it comes to your time is coming, you are in charge of your time coming. Uh, And it is. But you are in charge of it. You're either going to stay in the house or you're going to walk to the cliff. And the only thing that like keeps me going, that keeps me having faith um, that my time is coming is that I know every day I wake up and I try to do something that ensures that it's gonna happen. Um, if that means I simply just try to find some joy in the day, okay. If that means I'm doing working on a show that I know is helpful for my future, for my life, okay. If it means investing in a friendship or a, a business relationship that's gonna help me to get to where my time is coming, okay. If it means sleeping until 11 because my body is worn out as fuck, Okay. But whatever it is, I know my time is only coming if I show up and if I set my alarm. Cause that's it. That's it. Um, so for me, the thing that gives me hope, the thing that keeps me going when it's like real dark and cold, and I just want the comforts of my life is knowing that I am in charge of my own time coming. Nobody's going to give it to me. Nobody cares. Nobody can because we're all just struggling to get it done ourselves. We are all just struggling to get to the place where our own time is coming. Um, and it's hard. You know, I, I had a friend say to me to, the, to me the other day, why do the mean girls keep winning? Um, and not the show. They should be winning. It's fabulous. Um, but just like in general, why do the mean girls keep winning? Why? Why, why do we consistently, you know, see people who are kind of forces of negativity continuing to prosper and i actually think i have an answer for this it is because people who um don't necessarily concern themselves with the energy or the 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 feelings of others do not waste time on them so they have more time in their day to be productive and get to the place where their time is coming and you just have to make decisions in your life of are you going to be that kind of human, which is totally a valid choice of an existence if that's what you want, or are you going to let yourself use time for other people? And then that means your time might come a little bit later. And for me, that's that's important to me. It is important to me. If my time comes a little bit later, okay. Um, at least I will know we all rose up together instead of one rising like this. Um, that's, that's what I want. Um... And some people don't want that and that's okay. They're allowed to be those people, but you just have to kind of make those decisions. Um, And so that's kind of how I stay positive in that moment. Do I wish that I could just like skyrocket to the things that I want tomorrow? Yes. Do I wish someone would just wave a magic wand for me and say like, here you go, here are all your dreams. It's your time. Yeah, I'm, like, ready for her, honey. Where is my fairy godmother? I'm ready for her to come down with that little cape and that little wand and, like, do the reveal and say, I've been here all along, Cinderella, and just, like, give me all the things. Um, But until that happy day arrives, um, we just do one thing every day that gets us close to it. Uh, and that's all I know how to do. Uh, but it's the days when we don't do that, that we feel like we don't have a purpose and that we feel lost in this sea of uncertainty. Um, and that's when this city becomes harder and that's when we really long for the comfort of other things. Um, I also think the other thing that keeps faith alive that your time is coming is, is connection, is connection to other people. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I get caught in my head a lot. I, I joke with my husband about like the spiral where I can see it happening, where I say one thing or do something and I'm like, and the spiral happens and it's like, ah, um, and then I get lost in my own, own head and I, uh, lose faith that my time is going (laughs) and uh but i i can't do that when i'm with other people who are supportive and kind and um or even are being assholes if i'm surrounded by people that i'm connecting with um i can't focus on my own insecurities And that has become something that I've really learned this past year that is so important is to truly find your tribe, be it one other person or 47 other people, and continue to engage and create those relationships. Even if you can't give them all the time that you wish you could, giving them as much time as possible and letting them give you time in return um, helps you get to the place where your time is coming. Because when we work together, we succeed together. Um, when we are apart and we work as one, one person succeeds and everybody else gets shit on. And that's not good. (laughs) Like, that's not a good way to live a life in my opinion. Um, and we see the ramifications of that kind of, kind of selfish nature, um, continuing to crumble around us. Um, and there is good in the crumble. Uh, and, and that's what it is. Um, yeah. Anybody have any thoughts about any of that? Anybody have any questions? Anything? Um, I think that those are all of the questions that I have gotten so far. Uh, I've been chatting for about 30 minutes. I can stay here and keep chatting about things. If anybody else has any questions, if not, I can head out. Um, it doesn't seem like anything. Oh, Asher <laughs> I got a comment earlier about uh I think we were talking about getting to the meat of it, and I, I got a, a lovely response, Asher. <laughs> sure that is exactly who you are. That is perfect. Um Oh great, Elizabeth. Yes, I'm glad you agree with me on the difference between anger and spite. She says there's a huge difference between anger, which can propel us forward into action, and spite. Yes, I'm really glad that you agree with me on that, Rachel. Or Rachel, what's your last name? Uh, Elizabeth. I think I think that's so important. Um, okay, so I think those are all the questions that I've gotten. Um, if there's anything else, I, I'm going to do you know my my kind of traditional sign off, unless I hear from you soon. Um, so. Friends, 2017 has been a whole lot of things. Last night, I was at the New York City Gay Men's Chorus Concert, and it was awesome. It was so great. And they were singing just incredible songs. It's my favorite time of the year. It's my favorite concert of the year. I just love it. It's just people who want to sing and be together and support each other. And it's just a badass group of humans, and I love it. And their artistic director is a woman who came out to, uh, to make the ask uh, for donations. And she was talking about this year, and she said something about how um, it was a hard year for her. And she was, she was after the election, she, she felt nervous and she felt anxious and she felt scared. And someone in the audience close to me said, uh, what did you have to be scared about? Pretty aggressively. And it really struck a chord in me that was uh, not great. And the thing that it struck a chord in me is the, a reminder to everybody, to everybody, that everybody's got something going on, and uh, I just really, really, really again want to encourage everybody um, when you are seeing people this holiday season or at the start of audition season. Not that every every season is audition season now, Kate. I don't know what you're talking about, but in January when there are lots of auditions in February, um, just to like remember to lead with compassion. It is hard for everybody to wake up in the morning. Everybody got bills to pay. Everybody got things. Um, and it is just as lonely and isolating at the top as it is at the bottom for very different reasons and all the shades in between. Um, and uh, you know, last night in this like pool of love and, and feeling and community to hear someone say something like that out loud, was just like kind of repulsive to me. And I just, it made me really want to take a beat during this program today to just encourage everyone to really, really like strap in for 2018 and lean into compassion because it is the only thing. I want you to be angry. I want you to be fighters. I want you to stand up for what you believe in. I want you to make art about it. I want you to vote with it. I want you to do all of these things, but I still think that compassion is going to get you through it in a healthier way, um, anger for sure, but engage with compassion and, and, and really, 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 um, think about your, your words because last night that was just so strange. Um, it looks like I got a question. Uh, let me see, let me see. It's just right here. Um, friends, here we go that's me talking. Um, curious on the same note, what do you do for clearing mental clutter, negative voices though, self-care or otherwise? Um, well, great. That, I think what I just said kind of feeds into, into clearing mental clutter. Um, I am the worst at mental clutter and self-care. Um, I, you know. My husband always makes fun of me because I'm, like, always on the phone until, like, three in the morning, like, checking in on people and trying to make sure people are doing okay and trying to make sure everybody's cast is happy and trying to make sure I'm creating all these families and trying to make sure that all, my, fam- my actual family is okay and, like, trying to make sure the bills are paid and trying to make sure my cat is healthy and just, like, all the things um, to the point where, like, I forget to shower and I forget to change my clothes and, like, so I forget to eat things and I like don't put my retainer in and you know all the things. Um so in terms of asking me about mental clutter, ooh you're barking up the wrong tree, but I do have a couple strategies. Um I am the first person to say talking to a therapist is a wonderful 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 tool. Having someone in your life who is not related to you or someone you have made a chosen member of your family who is there to actively um, listen and participate in answering questions and asking you questions is just so vital. Also, um, in terms of mental clutter, uh, I think that I, I I have a dear friend who is uh, a profession is a professional yoga teacher. She made me a meditation that is so helpful. Um, and it is purely it is not a religious experience for me but it is something that forces me for 30 minutes to focus on someone else's voice and someone else's thoughts and of course for me stuff still creeps in i'm the i'm the kind of person who's trying to like chant and think of things beyond myself and then i'm like um i gotta go through breakdown express later um i gotta make my list like <laughs> all the things um but just even making the effort to try i think is important also being as organized as possible. Every organization tool that you can have um, is available to you, and so many of them are free. Writing everything down, creating as many to-do lists as possible. When I was in high school, I worked for Senator Byron Dorgan on the Hill, um, and he taught me the beauty of post-it notes his entire life. At that point in time, I don't know if it's the same now, but at that point in time, everything was on a post-it. He would say, take a post-it. And having post-its in my life helps me deal with my mental clutter taking really hot showers and just like standing in the water and enjoying it helps me watching a fabulous show the marvelous Mrs. mazel is the best show on television right now get into it honey get into the costumes get into the storytelling Get into the acting it's incredible um but that's such a personal personal journey but you have to do the work to figure it out for yourself and then do it. That's the hardest part for me is I know the things that help me with my mental clutter. Um, I just don't do them. (laughs) Uh, And I think, you know, we were talking about uh, how I don't like resolutions, but I do like taking stock of things that I should invest in long-term in myself. And one of them is definitely, I am like the most self-aware person, but I don't always take the action after I, I become aware. Uh, and I need to get better at that, and one of those is helping with that mental clutter, I think. Um, so, yeah. Um, Wood says, are you gonna go see The Last Jedi? Hell yes, I'm gonna go see The Last Jedi. What do you think I am? Uh, yes, of course I am! Uh, in fact, my husband works for Disney and there was an opportunity this morning to go see it at 8am, but that didn't happen because I was sleeping. (laughs) Um, But yes, I can't wait. I am not going to see it without Craig. Uh, So we're trying to find a time to see. I might not get to see it until after Christmas. But I'm very excited and I've heard it's wonderful. No spoilers. Do not be that person online. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why would you do that? Um, Yes. Okay, great. So anybody have any last thoughts for me? Any final questions for 2017? Because this is it, y'all. We have done, I think... Uh, 27-something episodes of Office Hours this year, which is just crazy. And I'm just so grateful. It is beyond belief how um, incredible the community of people in New York and, and all around the country are. Um, the notes that I've gotten about Office Hours, the people who have come into my life because of it, the people who are engaging um, – It really is spectacularly special, and I do not take it for granted at all. It is the greatest uh, gift, and and I feel truly privileged to be someone who gets to spend some time with you every week um, and to take your questions, and I'm just so grateful that for some reason y'all want to hear me talk about it. Uh, So please know, I just want to say at the end of the year how fantastic uh, you all are, not just for engaging with me, but for taking the time to engage beyond uh, and to ask questions and to be vulnerable and to share of yourself in a community. It takes balls, it takes courage, and uh, y'all show up, and and that's just really incredible to me. Um, I do not take it for granted, and I am so proud to be a part of this community, and I hope beyond a doubt that I get to keep doing it and get to keep growing with you guys and get to keep... uh, Uh, helping to create opportunities for you guys and and take any questions and and be a part of your lives in 2018. Uh, Please know that I'm here. I'm here. Uh, This holiday season, I really am trying to take a little bit of a break um, because I've been go, go, go for 12 months and my body's like... Um, But if you need me, I'm around. Send me a message and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. Um, I just really, 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 really want to thank you all so much for all of the encouragement and the engagement in 2017 it has meant more to me than I think you will ever ever know um yeah yeah so I'm gonna go now I think um because I don't have any more questions and that's kind of awesome um so I always say at the end of office hours I see you and I hear you and I value you I appreciate you and I appreciate your gifts and um I know that everyone knows we are not perfect people. We all make mistakes. We are all actively trying to be learners and trying to succeed and just trying to keep our head above water. And I'm here treading with you. And I hope that we uh, we all just keep paddling in 2018 together and uh, we make it to shore because that's 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 it. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy your holiday season. Eat all the cookies with no guilt. Eat them all. <laughs> Um, and I will see you in 2018, and we're gonna kill it. We're just gonna crush 2018. So, thank you friends, so much love, and I will see you in the new year.